The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Times are getting a little easier these days, but that don't mean taking time for yourself needs to. When you want a drink, you want to work for it. That's why I only drink Malort. Its unusual full-bodied flavor of deck varnish and viper piss is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab yourself a shot of the only booze big enough to knock some sense right back into you? Jepson's Malort. It'll kick your ass for you, so you can take time taking her easy. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Chicago, you're back! I would say online, but you were never offline. And if you're in line with city guidelines, that means it's fine to get out and get together again! But even though the social climate has changed doesn't mean the actual climate is fine. You're still in a crisis due to climate change. Sorry to bust a party, but fear not, there's still hero power. The goal is simple. Create affordable, accessible, and easy ways for more people to support clean energy. All you gotta do, sign up today, and they will match 100% of your electricity use with Green E certified renewable energy certificates generated by wind farms in Illinois. Nothing changes with your service. There's nothing to install. You continue to pay ComEd. The only difference is now ComEd pays Hero Power for the supply portion of your bill, and they send that money to local wind farms. It takes less than two minutes to sign up, even less if you have your ComEd bill next to your text in hand. You can cancel anytime, no termination fees, and hey, you say you heard this from Chad the Bird, that's me, and they'll take $25 off your next electricity bill. That's a deal even 2020 couldn't kill. Hero Power customers have already funded over 5 million kilowatt hours of clean electricity, so get in there and do your part. Go to MyHeroPower.com right now and support clean energy, because you're back, you made it. Now let's, you know, keep the place clean. What's up, my little kitties and coolies? I don't know. I'm not the crib Keeper. I'm not good with that. That's not a thing I do. This is Chad the Bird. And it's the ghost wonderful time of the year, if you haven't looked around. Out here in Chicago, we got sideways rain, so it's particularly spooky. Um, For those of you listening in the future, it is October 2021, and it is the time of the screams and for ah, ghost days. I mean, like, I love Halloween. I'm psyched about it. I'm so psyched about it because I got my own... Halloween special, which you can watch right now. If you go down, scroll down to the links down there below, click on the link and you get to watch it. It's 22 minutes of spooktacularness with some sweet guests and, you know, got some songs and talking. You know what? I'm not going to tell you because there's surprises. Scroll down, click the link. Um, If this is like Stitcher or Spotify that you're listening on, um, they probably won't have the link, so go to chadthebird.com and then go to the show, and it's right there. Just click it. Click it and stick it. It's going to be fucking great. It was so much fun to make. Always wanted a Halloween special, so, you know, 
good for me, I guess, and also good for you. How are you? How is everybody? It's been a bit. I've been enjoying my my little um, Chadcation that I took for myself, and uh, I've been riding on the TikTok wave for a while, so if you're not following, you should get on it. Again, the link is down below, but if you can't get the link, I am at Chad the Bird Talk, T-O-K. It's been a fun ride. Uh, TikTok is crazy fun. People are, are been like sketching pictures and duetting me, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm in the club. So I'll be there a bunch. Uh, but you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook as well. Not that they're any slouch. I post everything, living the life. But re- speaking of the life, it's time for the scariest time of the year. It's the opposite of life. They're undead. Shut up, invisible person who's judging me right now. I'm just trying to work it through. I've been having a good week, and I want to keep it going and spread the love. I didn't do the usual show this week or last week, so I don't have one of those for you. But I have a surprise, spooky surprise. Do you guys remember last year around this time? And if you don't, just scroll down to previous episodes. When I was interviewing the great Bonnie Bones, horror haunter extraordinaire makeup artist. Well, it turns out she lives with a ghoul herself named... David Bennett, a.k.a. David Coffin, which um, if you don't know those names, then you probably not heard of Death and Body Works started in 2016. They used to be sold exclusively at horror conventions and shows, and they're now available to all creatures of all kinds. They are concocted with natural ingredients, and they focus on creating products that soothe, nourish, and protect skin conditions. And now, they're handling orders from all states, including Canada. They're working the graveyard shift to bring you the products that are truly unique and far from ordinary. And all of their creations are, of course, cruelty-free. Yeah, so click the link down below. Check out David's company, Death and Body Works, because it's just like horror uh, skin products perfect for that you know friend that loves that kind of shit like you got the bub scrub you got amity island beach scrub you got corpse butter you got waking the dead which is their famous coffee scrub you got the swamp thing algae scrub the slaughtered lamb pub bar um i mean you got the blob i'm not even gonna tell you what that is they got shower jellies they've got cleansing body bars they've uh, it's all over it's good stuff black garlic body bar that's their what we do in the showers so, like, if that's the kind of jam you jam on, they got what you crave. Uh, and so I decided to get him on the show, talk about some horror stuff, geek out a bunch because it's that time of the year, make some recos for good movies to watch over the weekend, and just generally get spooky with it. So this is us talking. I also haven't talked to him in, in forever, so it was really nice to see his face again. And, uh, you know, Bonnie was lurking in the background somewhere, so just know that there's someone was always watching us while we were Zooming. Uh, anyway, here's my interview with the great David Bennett of Death and Body Works. Please go to the link below and buy some good stuff. It's the perfect time of the year, any time of the year for that kind of thing. Anyway, I'll shut up so we can listen to me and David talk about scary stuff. Right now. Wait. Right now. You like me, cause you could go downhill. I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. I can't promise you forever. Uh, I love your shirt. For those of you listening at home, I will describe it for you. 
It's like a Jimmy Buffett affair if Jimmy Buffett was shopped at um like a, a Halloween store. Like there's moons. It's like a Hawaiian shirt, right? It's got that Hawaiian shirt vibe, but it isn't a Hawaiian shirt. It's got bats, pumpkins, ghosts, moons. Um, I think that's it. I can't tell the whole design. There might be a vampire sneaking in there. But what I see... Oh, there's a spider web. Yeah, for sure. Is it silk? No, I don't think so. <laughs> You're a horror man. Like, that's your jam. That's yes. where you live. That's your house. That's your business. That's your life. That's your... your have that been the... Kate, I mean, like, because you know I dig it. So, like, uh, has that been your jam since you were a kid, or did that come later in life? Or uh, it, It's been since I was a kid. Yeah, no, there was – I don't think there was really much of a moment. I was just kind of a, a kid, a wee one. I uh, got my first glimpse into a horror movie, and that was it. I was just kind of hooked since then. I feel that. For me, it was, um, it was Gremlins was the first movie that brought me into the fold. Because I am quite wee, for those of you who have not seen me in the in the face. I'm a tiny bird. Uh, and to see, like, those little guys fuck shit up like that, I was like, well, there is hope for me yet. So that, that movie's a great representation. That's Joe Dante, right? That is Sir Dante, yes. Now, I read an interview, or I, I, I heard a podcast. I would love it if I could have more horror um, directors, designers, what have you on mine. I heard him... Uh, Talk about his favorite horror movie that he ever worked on. He said Gremlins 2. Yes, Gremlins 2 was just balls to the wall crazy. I Okay, controversial statement. I like it better. That's my, I, that is my favorite of the Gremlins movies. There's only two. So that's my favorite Gremlin. I have to rewatch that one because uh, I've seen the original Gremlins so many times, but Gremlins 2 was just insanity. I mean, anything and everything he could throw into that movie, every type of weird Gremlin that he could think of, he did. He just threw into this film. And I need to rewatch it desperately. <laughs> no, because that's the thing. Nobody wants that one. They always want to go for the original, which, again, no disrespect to the Ridge because it's fine christmas horror experience especially one you can watch with the kids but like gremlins 2 is an, a whole new level of, ins of insane it's like every fucking animatronic they had in the warehouse they're like plug it in i don't i don't care if it just moves its arms put it in the background all right so let's pretend that i don't like horror movies this is a huge leap but go with me on this what, what do you think is like a good horror movie? I don't like being scared, but I want to get into the season. I want to have the moment. Um, I've got mine. What, what's like your recos? Uh, let's see. For n number one, off the tip of the fang, uh, I would probably recommend 1987's The Monster Squad. Oh, yeah. The guy who directed that one did uh, Night of the Creeps. Yes, another one of my favorites. So yeah, why? I mean, Monster Squad, you can't get, you can't go wrong. It's Goonies with with fucking badder villains. Yes. you nailed it. Yeah, it's got one of the best Wolfman effects of any movie, though, for sure. Absolutely, I uh, I know one of the huge discrepancies that did happen with the film was because they were essentially infringing on a lot of the Universal characters that they did not have the rights to that's when they amazing. were doing that film. Because that's the yeah. crux of the fucking movie. It's like the Goonies versus the Universal Monsters. Yes. Wow. Also, uh, and again, another controversial statement, best Gilman. 
ever. Oh yeah, Solid I agree. Fish monster, kick-ass treehouse. I mean that this movie had it all. Uh, and then you get legit moved when Frankenstein's monster finds the mask and he touches it and he touches his face and he looks at him. He's like, "Am I scary?" And you're like, "Oh, oh, I didn't expect to feel." It's got some heartfelt oh. moments. This is the first interview I have done since things have reopened. So this is huge. Because uh, during the um, lockdown, this is all I could do. was just, you know, get on the Zoom with Bonnie, whom um, I'm sure is lurking around your place somewhere. Uh, and, but now I get to interview you. Uh, but, like, um, what did you have, like, a series of movie nights where you're like, we're going to do the whole um, Friday the 13th series. We're going to do all Nightmare on Elm Street. We're going to suffer through most of the Halloween. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a projector set up in our front room, too. So that, that came in handy, especially during this whole pandemic situation with uh, theaters being closed and not being able to go to theater. So we, we you know, we had our we, we created our own little, little theater at home. Uh, but we did rewatch in um, in sequence. We did the thing that came out later on because that one's actually a prequel to the John Carpenter's thing. And we watched the the newer one first and then the John Carpenter one after. And they actually do mesh very well together. Oh, really? I've never seen the prequel one because I've got I got scruples and so principles. Good. Is it good? Because it's a lot of CGI. It's really good. You, you know what? You get over it. It's not that bad. <laughs> that's That's the best way to talk about CGI. You know what? Just get over it. It's not that bad. I'll check it out. It it really isn't. They 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 kind of do a mix. It's it, it's a mix be, between practical and some CGI. So it's not overly too CGI. Cool. Um, have you ever done the like the ride, the full, all the Nightmare on Elm Streets in a row, all the Friday the Thirteenth in a row? Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, I assumed you did. I don't know why I thought I was. Oh that. yeah. All right then. Is it all right? So I did that back when Freddy versus Jason was coming out. And I was like, oh, we're going to sit down and watch these all the straight through. And we did. I don't know if there is a single Friday the 13th movie that I actually thought was good. I had a good time. But there's like several good Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yes. Friday the 13th, though, part three is marvelous. That's is that the, the one institution. Yes, yes, actually, yes. Uh, that's the one that they also filmed uh, to be in 3D. Yes, yeah, so you get a lot of cool kills where they're just jabbing stuff in front of the camera, and it's really awkward. But it, it, that movie's so ridiculous and over the top. I love it. <laughs> uh, I liked the one um, with Corey Feldman. It was that. It was the third or fourth, fourth or fifth one. Yeah, I can't remember so that's going to be the fifth. Okay, yeah, that was the one I thought had like some decent chops that I was like, that on its own is a pretty... Because like we got, we're four in, five in, Jason's got his mask, it's the iconic moment because he didn't have it for a while, and so obviously if you've not known that, you watch it and you go, wait, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, that's how you know that it's your beginner and the, you have your novice level. Um, but then like you get into the, you have that, you got a Goonie in there, and uh, it, it, I don't know, it just had like a better story. The other ones just seem so like, I don't know, he's mad. He kills you. Okay. There's no like deeper moment there. Versus Nightmare, where every movie is another step up. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and then the, the special effects, the dream sequences were yes. just fantastic. Uh, do you have a go-to? Like, cause every, like in any movie franchise, there's always one 
that you could watch anytime. There's a couple that you have to be <sighs> like, ah, I don't know if I'm in the mood, but there's always one. It's so tough when I'm around Elm Street, the series for me, because uh, there, there's 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 so many of them. There's like four right. of them that I, I could just throw on at any time just to watch. But if I would to, if I was going to narrow it down to one of them, it would probably be Dream Warriors. See, that's what I'm saying. Dream Warriors is the best one. But if I'm like high on the couch, full of burger, tired and just done, I'm going to go Dream uh, Child. Because Ooh. because it's just so gooey and stupid, and yes. you're like, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. Just let me take this ride with you. That's that was, it, that's yeah, that, and that one gets dark. Yeah, real dark. Oh wait, wait, Dream Master is the one I'm thinking of. That's pre Dream Child. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one that takes place in the junkyard in the beginning. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a great with, one. That's the one with uh the is it the one where she's diving or is that Dream Warrior? I think a uh, dream dream warriors. I think that's dream warriors. What's the one with uh super Freddy? That is the dream child. That's dream child. Okay. That's the one I always put on. Yeah. But I could go either way. Three, four, five solid trilogy. Right yes. There. How, um, what, what did you think of Freddy's dead? Uh, okay. <laughs> Freddy's dead is like, it's like one of those victory lap movies where you're just like, oh, I guess we're just going to go through the whole thing, huh? We're just going to let it ride. And you got Johnny Depp shows up for no reason. It's It reminded me of Jason Goes to Hell where it was like, nobody here is interested in telling a story. We just want to see all of the, the, the hot takes and then call it a day. It's, yeah. it's watchable. It's not the best one. They didn't nail it is what I I'm mean, saying. You get a little bit of Wizard of Oz in there. And- <laughs> Roseanne Barr is in it. Why? Yeah, Tom Arnold Tom was in there Arnold too. <laughs> Alice Cooper was Freddy's dad. dad that's right. Yeah, that they, uh, that one was. Uh, it was something. It was. It was one of the only few Freddy movies I actually got to see at the theater uh, when I was younger. Oh wow! What did you think about um about New Nightmare? Because I really like that one a lot too. I love that one, and it's actually been on my list for this month, so I actually may have to pop that one on tonight. Yeah, that's smart. I think that that one's got the best Freddy because it's the real Freddy, like the demon Freddy in the trench coat. Yes, yeah, they did such a fantastic job just reinventing Freddy. Where at, you know, at this point, he had become very uh, satirical and just a comical character, and they did such right. an awesome job of just bringing him back as this scary monster again. Isn't that interesting? Wes Craven is like my guy, Mister Krugs, has turned into like Wiley e. Coyote and Bugs Bunny, and it's not scary anymore. It's fun. What if we go back to where it all began and he's a straight up dream demon? And I love that there he's just like, well, but but he's in your world now. So like you can't get away. You you had the distance because you knew Robert Englund. And he's after Robert Englund, who also is sitting there like, oh fuck, I'm scared of Freddy. And you're like, well, I guess that we're never sleeping again. And we haven't. What about the child's play experience? I love part one, two, and three, and uh, uh, Bright or Chucky. Those were my favorite. I, I know, and I know two and three get some flack. No, they're not the greatest, but they they have a special little place in my heart. Yeah, they're adorable. They're it's fun because that's the sequels are the when they get to like let go. The first one is a classic and still yes. really fucking scary, um, especially like towards the end because you don't really see Chucky do anything until the very end. 
Because up until then, you're just like, is it the kid? Is it the doll? What was that weird shit with Brad Dorif at the beginning? Am I crazy? And then she flips the batter and his head turns around and screams at him. And you're like, fuck, it's real. It's got the juice. Um, but you're a gore guy because you do a lot of haunts. You do a lot of makeup and stuff like that, right? I mean, I, I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah, yeah. No, I've uh, worked for a lot of haunt attractions. I've worked uh, a couple independent films and photo shoots and stuff like that. Uh, what, like, what, because you're local, you're you're an Illinoisan. What kind of, what haunts do you normally work for, if you can say? Because I know some of them shut down. Yeah, um, I've worked at Dream Reapers Haunted House, which was um, a really old haunt attraction in Chicago. That was, uh, well, it was technically a Melrose Park. Uh, I worked for the um, Amherst, uh, uh, sorry, the uh, the Asylum Experiment, and then uh, Midnight Terror uh, for a few seasons. That's the one I see the most ads for is Midnight Terror. Yes, yeah, that one's been uh, uh, tremendous this year, too. They've been doing great. Oh, so you're back. It's backing up. I, I did some guest appearances over there. <laughs> when you say guest appearances, you mean you put on the goo and got in there. I put I put some I put goo on the people. I, I unfortunately <laughs> oh, oh, did oh, not. You didn't you weren't you weren't a character. You were no. a makeup person. Okay. Did you ever No, I d I didn't I didn't think my bones could handle it this year. <laughs> <laughs> well you've done that before, I would assume. Yes, yeah, I've done acting before. Nice. Uh, so, like, uh, what was did you? Because I know you all have a go-to character that you guys do. Uh, do you? Did you have one at the time that was like, you know, you, you were like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna mock up into like Jeffrey Bones, where it's just me covered in skeletons. I don't know. This is why I don't do this for a living. But you know, it's just a pile of bones with me in the middle, going, "Fuck off." Yeah, I, I normally would. Uh, my character would be. Uh, I called him the Flesh Butcher. And basically, I had a, a, an appliance that I built myself a couple of years ago that I would just completely seal on my face. Uh, I would remove my eyebrows with like a wax application, uh, put a bunch of goopy stuff in my hair and just I was covered in blood and all types of gross stuff. And it was a fun character. Very effective. <laughs> the kids, the kids seem to like them. for the kids. Uh, so you have you have training in special effects and, and makeup and stuff like that. Is that like you went to school for that or is that just like a happy accident or? Yeah, happy accident. Then I learned from other artists uh, in the industry when I was younger, just working through attractions. What was the first attraction you ever worked on? Uh, it was Dream Reapers Haunted House. Oh, no. Nice. Melrose Park. Yeah. Wow. Uh, were you just in there as a makeup guy or were you in there as a pagoo on me? As a makeup guy. Nice. That's what I got brought on for. Do you ever like sit there? I mean, obviously you watch movies and you kind of sit there and you're like, oh, that's such a bad effect. You could do so much fucking better. Uh, what have you seen recently or at least like in or in your history? What do you think has some of the best gore effects that you've ever seen? And you can't say the thing because all y'all always go for the thing. We know. We get it. Thrill me. All right, well, I'm going to go with um, 1985's Day of the Dead, uh, which the makeup special effects at that time, uh, it was Tom Savini. You had a, a little wee baby Greg Nicotero, and you had a Howard Berger that were on board on that one. And they just, yeah, they, they really just killed it with the amount of gore, guts, and just gross stuff that, that you can cram into a film at that period of time. If I were to pick a goriest movie, like I would say, um, Society, Ooh. the Brian Usna one with the uh, screaming Mad George's stuff at the end with the goo pile. That for those movie. of you who haven't seen it, everyone has the same face. Oh, that movie! 
Wow. I, funny story. I saw it for the first time. Um, geez, maybe like I want to say it was three years ago. Uh, at the Music Box Theater. Nice! Yeah, Bonnie could not believe that I had not ever seen it. And uh, when we found out I was playing at the Music Box, she's like, oh yeah, we, we have to go see this. Damn right. And that movie just blew the top <laughs> off of my skull. <laughs> it was one of those things that I was, we were like, my buddy Jen and I, who she's been on the show a bunch, constant listener, you know who I'm talking about. And uh, we we sit down and we try to watch trash movies or movies that we assume will be trash and then are pleasantly surprised, like Psycho Goreman, which someday I will have Stephen Kostansky on this show because that was my favorite movie of 2020. Um, we were watching – oh, we were doing like a triple feature or something. And like we saw uh, – I remember seeing – because like I have Shudder because I like miss going through Blockbuster into the horror aisle and looking at the different box covers and being like, the fuck is that? And I remembered the cover to society, like a sense memory. And I was like, oh, she's ripping her face off. Dude's in the back with a tuxedo. What is this movie? And we saw the trailer for it. And we were like, we absolutely have to watch it. And I will never forget Jen pausing the movie and turning to me and going, is this movie the greatest? And I was like, you know what? I think it might be. And then it went off in the last 10 minutes. We were like, no, it's the greatest. There's no connections to anything else. It's a shunting good time. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, what's the worst horror movie you ever saw? <laughs> you know what? After you said Army uh, of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, man, that was pretty rough. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, the remake of Friday the 13th that came out. Oh, so bad. Terrible. I just remember sitting there wishing I had a buzzer. Like every time something would happen, so I'd be like, eh, wrong, try again, no, sit down, boo. It hurts, right? It was a big miss for me. And, and that's, you know, that's saying a lot because it's not like any of the Friday the 13th films had like some type <laughs> of any good, right? intricate, <laughs> deep, well thought out plot or anything like that. So to, to, to mess this remake up, that's pretty bad. Right. The bar was so low. Fish in a barrel, you guys. Boo. What a bummer that movie was. Um, I don't know. The worst horror movie. I mean, Army of the Dead's up there because fucking Zack Snyder. Come on. Yeah. It was, yeah he, he, had, he had a missed opportunity. I think all the fans really just were dying to see what he had done with uh, the Day of the Dead remake. Yeah. So I thought that or was Dawn of the Dead, Dawn, yeah. I thought that was his best movie. Like I like a lot of the original Zack Snyder. Like 300 was fun, but I thought his Dawn was like legit. And I I remember sitting there going, I'm going to hate this cuz why would you remake it? Just make a new zombie movie. You don't need to redo it. But I mean, he kind of fucking nailed it. What happened? I don't know. It's it's very sad. <laughs> Do you have a movie that just scared the shit out of you that you'll never watch again? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's this film that came out uh, that came out a long time ago. It's called Threads. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, Threads, maybe. That sounds familiar. It sounds like an indie, though. Oh, he's yeah. getting out the box. I had, I had to get the box out. Uh, so yeah, I like that you kept it. <laughs> I've only watched it one time. I, I should let you borrow it. It, it is just yes, please. It is absolutely terrifying. It was a film that was shot for the BBC. Mm. Um, yeah, so it aired the BBC, and it's basically about like just like a nuclear like war, and then the aftermath, 
and you're following this this woman and her her child throughout this whole like uh, catastrophe and it it's just the effects for the year this was um even shot are just so realistic everything about this film is super realistic and it's just gut-wrenching wow and just it yeah it it, it scared the hell out of me like oh, well, i thought about this movie i thought about this movie for like weeks after i was done watching it because it was just one of those movies that's just so realistic that you know it, it could happen what's that one that just fucking flipped me out uh and it's gonna be a Japanese one because the Japanese horror movies just destroy me every time. Is it audition? Up. It's fucking audition every <laughs> time. I refuse to go down that road again, and somebody always gets me to watch it, and I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I hate this ride. It's like, it's like being on a steel roller coaster that hasn't been like um, cleaned or checked on and you're like I could I'm scared not because this is a thrilling roller coaster but I'm afraid I'm going to die watching this movie. What what Ugh. does she normally say? It's like tiki tiki tiki. Yes, oh my god. It uh uh <laughs> but also it's great. It's well done and that's why I can't watch it anymore ever again. Burn it. <laughs> Burn no. it. I love that you knew exactly what I was doing. And you know the funny the You're funny like, part is I've only seen it one time, but it's one of those films I've <laughs> I only need to see it once. That's it. I'm good. Yeah, you're good. I get it. We're fine. Did you watch Malignant? Yes. <laughs> like three times already. Like three damn times. Oh perfect. And it gets better Don't, every time. Every single time. I when that movie was over, I <laughs> We were sitting there and we just started clapping. We were like, no notes. No notes. Everyone go home. I have nothing to say. Well done. Everyone well done. We wrap tonight. Oh, that's the score was just so insane. It was like you're listening to this like pixie song that then morphs into like the score from Saw, then into something else, and it just it just keeps changing and morphing. And yeah, it was a very interesting film. James Wan was like, "How about instead I do everything I've ever wanted to do, and you shut the fuck up and take the ride?" And you're like, uh, "Convinced? Please continue." <laughs> Just write more like the making of this movie i can't wait for the blu-ray because i just want to watch all of it yeah give me those special features yes are you one of those kids i assume you are i'm a, got them yeah i'm yeah. a physical media yeah. collector so i i yeah i love hoarding my uh physical media just to flip through all the the, the special features and commentaries because that's your i mean that's your business speaking of your business you have been busy over the pandemic you've created a whole line of horror products that make you smell sweet and delicious. Tell me what's happening with that. When did that start? Uh, I started creating products about six years ago and was really just kind of selling a, like a few items at conventions. And then, so this is my second year going into it being in an actual like business business now. Uh, then I eventually just decided to launch the website for it and start expanding the product lines. So right now I think I'm up to like 19 different like products that people can order nice. uh, on our website. But it, yeah, they're all it's all just really cool, niche, fun, horror themed products that actually are good for your skin and have a lot of beneficial properties to, to, to help you out for if you have certain issues. I assume you know your skin because you are someone who has worked in the makeup taking on and off business. So you would be the person to talk to about making sure that you're not drying out or any of that kind of stuff. 
Right. When I was younger, I also had a um, had a skin virus to where it was like almost like a flesh eating virus. Cool. And I had to take a medication for a good chunk of time. I had a, I was on a medicated uh, shampoo, body wash, lotion, you name it. Uh, what that did was it just basically made me really uh, like hyper aware of the ingredients that were in products that I was using. Um, and then I just kind of like started creating my own things that I knew that were going to be uh, good for my skin. And that's kind of how things started, I guess. And that's such a perfect marriage of like um, fandom and uh, like uh, care. That's like, you know, because like when you know what you're doing within the thing that you're doing enough that you want to make it better for other people. And then you add on to that your, you know, your lifestyle. Right. So like death and body works for you is like your it's your love letter to people to be like here's my thing that i love and here's a good way to do it and and it's for the people who dig on it but it's also safe which is so cool yeah uh that was a huge part i mean i knew i wanted to do something with creating uh these type of products for people uh and then yeah it was just like i i want to stay within the genre of things that i love uh, and horror and the, the horror movie community and conventions. It's always been a big part of my life. So I wanted to just kind of stick in that realm of things. Do you have a, a like a starter? Is it like, a, do you have like a starter kit or do you just like say when you go on the website, just dive in and get what, you know, what you're looking for? Yeah. So when you go on the website, uh, you you get a, a, a extensive detail on the products, uh, the ingredients, because I do dabble in a lot of ingredients that most companies kind of shy away from using. Like I have a, I have a couple products that uh, feature a, a fermented black garlic. I've been tapping Ooh. into a, a few products uh, using algae components in there. Nice. So I'm kind of using stuff that, you know, is not your very, like, not your common thing that you're going to find in at most stores when you're buying uh, health and beauty products. Do you have like a, I'm assuming you have like bestsellers. Do you have like a product that you're super proud of that you're like, this is, this is like our, our, uh, like, if you were to give, um, pre like gifts at a movie premiere, this would be the one you would include. Our Waking the Dead coffee scrub is one of the, biggest sellers do you have any new things uh that's out right now that we should be looking yeah, at? yeah we just came out with a bonnie just helped me create a new body butter uh this one is has a activated hardwood charcoal in there it's called black death uh we have a a bath uh fizz coming out now uh, actually it comes out tomorrow it is souped up with 60 milligrams of cbd so if you're soaking in that in the tub for about 10 or 15 minutes uh your body feels all loosey-goosey and noodly afterwards, so that's that's a nice, fun product. And for December, I am working on a new deodorant that oh, I'm going to be rolling out. Very cool. I am disappointed that you didn't call it Bonnie's Body Butter, but here we are. I'm not in charge. You live your life. Um, she came up with a name. <laughs> Uh, now I bet the two of you play all kinds of like, you know, what would you rather be in horror movies? If you were like a, a horror archetype, who would you be? I'm going to go vamp all the way. Okay. Okay. Why vampire? Specifically? You get to sleep in a coffin. <laughs> Fangs just, I mean, they seem like they could be super useful. Like if you have a stubborn pack of Capri Sun that you need to pop open. <laughs> Are you drinking Capri Sun if you're a vampire? I feel like that's no, no. I feel like that's bad news. But maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. I'm not a vampire. They're like the perfect type of packaging for like a blood pack, you know? Also true. IV bags, which I think you would call a Capri Sun if you were a vampire. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get to turn into a bag. You don't have to 
look into a mirror anymore. I mean, the, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of pros. I mean, the, I guess as far as the cons go, I, I wouldn't be able to eat garlic anymore. And that would be kind of a, a bummer because I really love garlic. Yeah, big bummer on that. Uh, I would go, I would go zombie, zero responsibilities. I like it. If you're in a vampire situation, who would you let bite you and turn you? You know what? I didn't mind the Fright Night remake. Yeah, me neither. Colin Farrell was a very, very sexy, attractive vampire man. Hell yeah. And I'm just like, come and get it, baby. <laughs> Doors open, literally standing invite, which I know you absolutely need to come and get said it. Um, like, so if I, if I want, um, if I'm, uh, so I'm in Illinois, right? And we got the haunt seasons closing down soon, but a lot of that shit's going to be open for a little bit, right? Like what time, like when do they mostly close? So Midnight Terror is going to be running from November 4th and the 5th. And I will warn you, if, uh, you don't like clowns much or if you're not keen on clowns you probably don't want to go check out that show that weekend or go check out the show that weekend so basically what happens uh the november 4th and 5th they convert a lot of their sets over and uh it's all clown themed (laughs) i love that we have just glossed over evil clowns for the majority of our conversation because we're like we don't need to we know what they are they know who they are we don't need to summon any clowns tonight. It, it's clowns galore. The, the clowns are shaming people. It's <laughs> it's terrifying. It's easy. That's to me. That's too easy. You don't even have to bloody it up. Just put on a clown costume. I'm immediately like, fuck. Well, <laughs> nope. Clowns, you fuck right off. I got into character as a clown. I think one time. And I freaked myself out. <laughs> I had a, I had a hard time looking at myself in the mirror. Ugh. Ugh, like, what have imagine. I become? What are you? Oh, did you ever see that Eli Roth movie, Clown? Yes, that was really, really good. It's really good. I hated that it didn't get enough press because I was like, there's no way this movie's good. And I was like locked in, locked and loaded on that one. I think that one's still on Netflix. It might be. Yeah, and that started off as a, um, it was just like a, a mock trailer somebody right. made. And Eli Roth, uh, who produced it, he caught wind of it. And he's like, this is amazing. We need to make this into a feature film. And Legit. he basically contacted the uh, the director of that short and funded the whole project. It It's like Cronenberg body horror. And then it's, but it's also clowns. So double whammy, good recipe. Um, speaking of good recipes, I think that it's, since it's the ghost wonderful time of the year and uh, I get to talk to you in the face and it's getting on that time might be time for some delicious two minutes and 10 questions are you ready no you're not nobody is number one why don't monsters eat ghosts because they're out of milk because <laughs> they taste like sheet number two what is the first thing a monster eats after getting their teeth cleaned bacon <laughs> the dentist number three how do you greet a three-headed monster you wave (laughs) hello 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 number four what do you call a monster with great manners a gentleman (laughs) frankenstein number (laughs) that got me number five what kind of monster is always cursing 
A swear wolf? Oh, one out of ten. Here we go. Here we go. Number, you're on the board. Number six. What's the best kind of arithmetic at Halloween? Counting candy. <laughs> The monster math. Number seven. What's the best informal way to greet a sea monster? (laughs) Final answer? No. (laughs) All right, I'm stumped. (laughs) What's cracking? Number eight. Why, Why did they hold a funeral? Why did they hold a funeral for the flying spaghetti monster? Because he was al dente? <laughs> he passed away. Number nine. Oh, why man. aren't trees as dangerous as they seem? Because some are weeping willows. Because <laughs> they're all bark and no bite. And oh, number 10. Man. What kind of pie topping do ghosts love because it never goes away? Booberry. Oh, so close. At boomerang. But one out of 10. Ugh. You're on the board. You're on the board. Ah, well done. I'll take it. I'll take it. Because, like, no one should be good at this. Those were tough. uh, Well, no one. I don't know. I think puns are the scariest thing of all. My brain hurts. (laughs) Special thanks to the Barrera Kudas for their kick-ass song, Promises, which is what you're listening to on the back end there. Thank you to David Bennett of Death and Body Works. Please go buy some cool, creepy shit to get yourself in the mood and make your face all sparkly pretty. And, you know, you can do it. You can be scary in the shower. You can be scary out of the shower. It's like, if it's your jam, man, that's what I said. They got what you crave. Uh, find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Email me at thebirdchat at gmail.com if you want me to show up at your birthday party. And come see me at the Green Mill every Saturday at 3 o'clock. Uh, well, I mean, every Saturday that I'm there. I wasn't there last week, so I apologize to people that may have shown. But I'll be there this weekend, October 30th, for the Halloween show. Oh, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hit up some. I'm gonna go hit up some Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, and I think that you should too. They're all available. I'm gonna get after Dream Master. No, fuck it. I'm gonna watch the whole thing. Man, we're doing this all day. It's fucking full on binge day. Turn off the lights. Let's get weird with it. Yeah, I give up.